Welcome to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Good Sunday afternoon to you. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Dr. Mann, how are you doing today? I am doing good. I'm alive. I'm healthy. Thank yes, God. Right. That's, uh, that's really all you can ask for, Dr. Mann. And I know last week we told everyone at the end of the show that we were going to be talking about Healthy Start, and we, we will do that show, but we'll do it next week. Um, but, you know, Dr. Mann, I know we wanted to spend some time talking today about Surprise, the coronavirus, because you just can't go anywhere right now without that being the dominant topic when it comes to conversation. But uh, I'm really interested in getting your perspective on this, Dr. Mann, because, again, it's just dominating the news right now. But um, you're you're in the medical field and, you know, you're dealing with patients on a daily basis. So what advice do you have for our listeners when it comes to the coronavirus and and their safety and visiting you know their doctors and dentists well i think the first thing we have to do is is just just follow the cdc guidelines and what they're saying uh, of course we as dentists follow the american dental association guidelines but um they're similar and the same as if you were sick first and foremost um and you have a cough and a fever uh, flu-like symptoms, you want to stay at home. You know, you want to isolate yourself. Uh, you know, think about your, f- you, you know, your fellows, uh, people in the community. You want to isolate yourself, keep that germ from spreading. And we know that coronavirus and flu spread through droplets, and that's how it spreads from the host that is infected. Now, yes, a coronavirus can live on surfaces, um, just like the flu can for a certain amount of time. And then if you touch that surface and then touch your mouth, you can get it. But it's predominantly spread from the host through droplets from coughing. Um, so so if you are one of those people that are sick, um, that's the best advice I can give to keep it from spreading. The second thing is if you are sick and you're coughing and you're unsure, wear a mask. You know, as we said, the droplets are what cause uh, the virus to spread. And if you're wearing a mask and you're sick, it basically decreases the number of droplets that are coming out, and it makes them drop down to the surface or keeps them within that mask. Um, If you are uh, not sick, um, then I don't think you do anybody any good by wearing a mask um, because you can still get sick with a mask. Um, uh, And I think a lot of, uh, of the CDC and the American Dental Association, things like that, are encouraging us to communicate with that because the last thing we want is a shortage of masks for the people in the hospitals that really need them um, for highly contagious diseases as well. Um, so our caregivers need those masks, and if we come up with a big shortage of them, then it could um, cause even more uh, exposure and spread of the disease. So we have to uh, keep that in mind. The other thing is wash your hands. Uh, if you're sick, you want to wash your hands to keep it from spreading in the surfaces within your house and other people. But also, if you're not sick, you know, wash your hands for 20 seconds with soap. Um, you know, it doesn't have to be a special antibacterial soap. The oils on your hands um, are being displaced when you use soap and you're washing for 20 seconds in warm water. And that's what's causing the, the virus, uh, your hands to come clean and the virus to, to die. So, um, you know, if you don't have to have hand sanitizer, a lot of people think, oh, my goodness, if I don't have hand sanitizer, I'm going to die. Well, you don't need that. Soap and water work just as well. The other thing you can do if you want to spray your countertops 
in your house is um, you can make up your own formula if you can't get one. Simply, and, and you might laugh at this, Jason, but if you go to the um, ABC store and get yourself a half a gallon of Everclear vodka or Everclear, which is a, a high uh, alcohol content, and you put that in um, water with a little bit of your favorite essential oil, you have yourself an antibacterial that's about as good as some of those that you'll buy over the counter. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, you can't add lemon juice as well to it. That that's also you know, so you don't have to necessarily be you know uh, you know ecstatic if you can't get uh, the sprays that you're looking for. Now in our office, we're taking extra precautions. Um, we are wiping down our. Uh, waiting areas and all the common surfaces like doorknobs and door handles and all the surfaces um, on our countertops where people come and check out. We're wiping those and spraying those twice a day with hospital-grade antimicrobials, which kill bacteria, which kill viruses, and it also uh, kills spores. Um, So we have a little bit more of an opportunity to keep it our our office more sterile than, say, someone, uh, the average Joe Blow in their house, but um, you you know use use your common sense. This is this is one of those viruses that um, if you keep your distance from someone, uh, what we call social distancing from someone who you might think is sick, you're not going to get sick. It can't travel, but so far. And remember, we are in what we call the dry part of our year in the winter. Uh, once the humidity increases, uh, those viruses can only can only travel so far from someone's mouth before the it hits humid air and falls to the ground. So as we see our uh, environments becoming more humid, we'll see uh, it being uh, transmitted less. But uh, in the meantime, older people should quarantine themselves. Um, What does quarantine mean? Well, you don't want to not go to your doctor or to the dental office because they're some of the most sterile places you can go to. Um, uh, You want to avoid places with large crowds. Um, you want to avoid travel, especially cruise ships. You know, I think the CDC came out today recommending that no, you know, everyone think twice before they take a cruise. Um, but um, older people are more sustained. If you look at Italy, for example, they have a very high number of deaths. Um, some people out there on the internet are saying it's because it's a different strain. That's not true. The truth is that Italy has the second oldest population behind Japan in the world. Okay, as far as number of people over the age of 65. So that's why you're seeing a larger uh, death rate. It has nothing to do with a different strain. Older people are more susceptible to the virus and, and they get, uh, you know, they're more, they're more likely to, um, to die from it. So um, if you are in the elderly population and, and also if you have an underlying condition, um, you may consider isolating yourself a little bit and, and, and not going into these big crowds. But we're doing everything in our office um, that, and taking extra precautions, which we do every year during the flu season. We always take extra precaution to make sure that we're not spreading the virus to our patients. Yeah, and I want to talk to you a little bit more about what's being done at your office, Dr. Mann, but we're having a conversation all about the coronavirus and how that may impact our lives and, um, you know, steps that Dr. Mann is taking at his office and just good information for us all to have in general when it comes to taking precautions and staying safe. If you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, you can do so by going online to smileman.com. That's man with two N's, smileman.com. 
com, or you can call 919-462-9338, 919-462-9338. A quick break and back with more. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. You are listening to Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. You can find more about him at smileman.com. Man with two N's, smileman.com. Dr. Mann, we're talking all about the coronavirus and um, you know sterilization requirements that you have in your office and um, basically all the tips and knowledge that we need to have to be safe and, uh, and more more important in my world stay sane about this because you know people tend to overreact to things or underreact but we want to make sure that it, we're uh, providing our listeners with the right accurate information that they need to stay safe and I want to talk to you a little bit more about sterilization uh, and what goes on at your office um, I know you're you're on the ball when it comes to this because I was at your office um, last month with my son and um, he had his appointment directly in front of me. And Felicia there, uh, after Henry's appointment was done, she took a good five, 10 minutes to wipe everything down. And I'm, I'm sitting there like, you know, that's, that's my son. He's like coughing on me all the time. You don't need to do all that. <laughs> she's like, no, no, no. You know, this is yeah. our procedure. And, you know, it, it took a while. I was waiting there, but uh, it's it's a very thorough process that you go through. Can you talk to us a little bit about it that? It is. It's a very thorough process. We have to spray down every operatory between each patient's. Um, and, of course, we actually have plastic covering on any area where your body touches, you know, your skin touches. Um, so your head area. Um and once we take off that covering, which is where the predominantly, if there's any bacteria, um, that's predominantly where it resides, we have to spray those surfaces down. And we have to let it sit for at least three to five minutes with a hospital-grade um, microbial uh, spray, antimicrobial spray. And once it sits for five minutes, then we can wipe it. And then we can rebag. Um, whether it's the handles that we're using, the hand pieces, whatever it may be. Uh, we have to change out all of our instruments, our tips. Um, so it takes a lot of time. But the operatory in general um, is, is a sterile environment. Um, well, there's no real sterile environment in the world, if you think about it. Well, I shouldn't say in the world, but in ho- even in hospitals, ORs are not completely sterile. They're as sterile as any place you can be. Um, same with the dental operatory. It's as clean as any place you can find. Um, now, you can imagine we're dealing with all types of bacteria in the mouth. Um, you, know, we're, we're, you know, we're, of course, focused on the coronavirus right now, but there's so many different types of bacteria that we're working in the mouth, drilling, uh, you know, uh, having things that spin in your mouth by cleaning your teeth. That bacteria can, you know, form what we call a mist, just like the coronavirus forms a mist and can get on all of our different things. And that's why we have to cover them. And that's exactly why we have to use that spray to kill any bacteria and to keep anything from from spreading. Um, the other thing that, that you have to consider is the instruments that we use. The instruments that we use goes, goes through several different cycles of sterilization. The first, they have to go through a wash. We have a, a, a big, huge uh, OR-type uh, washing I call it a dishwasher, but it's 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 a it's a medical grade dishwasher, and we have to put antimicrobial soap in that, and get all of our instruments clean 
before we can actually package package them and then put them in an autoclave, which is steam sterilization. Now, steam sterilization is not the only thing we have to do to make sure that they're sterilized. We also have to put an indicator strip inside every wrap package to make sure that those instruments got hot enough and were sterilized. And then once every week, we have to do a spore test because spores are the hardest thing to kill. Most people think it's the virus or, you know, the, the bacteria, but it's actually the spores. And we do spore tests every week. And what that does is we swab the areas. Uh, so basically it's, a, it's, a, it's a, 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 a little device that we put in our autoclave, and it has a spore set of spores that will grow in a medium. And um, we put it through the autoclave, and we put it on, on the sterilization cycle. Well, if the sterilization cy- cycle is doing what it's supposed to do, it'll kill all the spores, and none of those spores will grow in the medium. And so that we have to send that off once a week and document that. Okay, and if it comes back negative, okay, then we have to get someone in and come in and, and take a look at our steriliz- sterilization autoclave. But we always have backups. We have two autoclaves in our office um, as a backup to make sure that, that they're working. But that is probably the most um, scary part, I would say, if I was a patient, is to make sure that that process is done right because that's the part that's coming in direct contact with the mouth. And so we take extra precaution in our office. We have a dirty side in our sterilization unit where we bring all of our dirty instruments, and those are all cleaned and then they're wrapped on the clean side in the middle. We call it the, the clean middle. And then we have a sterile side, which is to the left side of our sterilization center, where only anything sterile can sit. You can't bring dirty instruments to that side. You can't touch it unless you've actually washed your hands and gloved again with new gloves. So well, we take it very seriously, and um, we, are, we are basically um, you know, under – the judicial laws of something called SPICE, which is a federal and a North Carolina-based uh, sterilization government-controlled agency that we have to follow their guidelines. And um, we welcome all of our patients to point out anything that they see or have concerns about because we want all of our patients to feel comfortable. And I would recommend any patient do that, whether it's in a medical facility or whether it's in a dental facility or even you know your chiropractor, you really want to make sure that that if you have any concerns about sterilization, that you bring it up with your physician or your your caregiver. That's a good sign when uh, your provider is uh, interested in your feedback and wants you to point things out about sterilization and cleanliness, right. because that shows that they're taking uh, taking it seriously and making it a priority. Yeah, and I'll take for instance, I had one patient um, said, "Well, you didn't wash your hands." And I said, well, I washed them in the last um, operatory because as soon as I get up, I take my gloves, dirty gloves off. I don't want to leave that operatory without washing my hands. Okay, so because I didn't wash them in front of that patient, which is a legitimate concern, she was assuming my patient, you know, my hands were dirty. So what we did to correct that is we just put um, the hand sanitizer in all the operatories. I wash my hands when I get up now, and then right before I put on my new gloves in front of the patient, I use hand sanitizer. Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. yeah it, it doesn't hurt, but it's a good concern. Yeah. You know, you, those little things. Ask your caregiver before you assume, because most of the time, 
um, there's usually a solution. Yeah, and it doesn't hurt to ask as well. It doesn't. Well, we've got to take a quick break. I want to remind everyone that if you want to schedule an appointment to see Dr. Mann, you can do so by calling 919-462-9338. 919-462-9338. Or go online to SmileMan. SmileMan.com. It's easy to book an appointment from there. You can also view all the services that Dr. Mann provides. You can also find information about his three locations in Cary, Garner, and in Fuquay as well. A quick break and back with more. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. News Radio 680 WPTF. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann. Jason Kong here with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann, head of Charles Ashley Mann Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Got a special program here that we're doing. We're talking all about the coronavirus and um, safety and sterilization when it comes to visiting the dental office. And uh, Dr. Mann, uh, you know, we talked a lot about sterilization and what exactly the coronavirus is and how it spreads. But, um, you know, uh, while coronavirus is dominating the news cycle right now, this is not the only threat that you and other dentists have to worry about. So um, what are some of the other, um, I guess, illnesses or potential uh, viruses that uh, as a dentist you have to worry about on a daily basis? I think probably the most uh, worrisome for, for all dentists would be hepatitis C. I mean, it's one of the viruses that can go dormant and be asymptomatic in an individual for years before they have any symptoms. So they're not going to report on their medical um, uh, when they when they fill out their medical report to us, their medical history that they have Hep C because they don't know they have it. So you know, we are in an in a, an environment where there are bloodborne pathogens. So we have to be very very. I'm cautious about Hep C and making sure that we sterilize and keep that from spreading to other patients because it's a bloodborne pathogen. Um, it, it lives on surfaces as well for a long period of time, so we, we that's why we have to be very vigilant. Easy, harder to kill than than the coronavirus. So um, Hep C is probably one of those that that is up there for most dentists. Um, We've talked about the human papillomavirus before. Um, it's usually a more sexually transmitted disease, but it is part of the oral uh, cavity. And we've talked about, you know, the possibility that, you know, that could be spread within the, you know, from patient to patient and from mouth to mouth. We know that it increases the risk for oral cancer um, significantly, and that's why we're seeing a lot of younger people with oral cancer because of human papillomavirus, and it increases the risk for cervical cancer. So our goal is to also make sure that we are not exposing our patients to that from patient to patient. So again, we have to be very vigilant um, with our sterilization. AIDS, of course, has been around for a long time. Um, we do have to worry about our employees getting stuck. Um, you know, if the patient's sitting in a chair and they have AIDS um, and they know it, it's more protecting employees than it is in, um, to protect them, although we're still protecting them from all the other diseases. Um, we also have to worry if, if, if AIDS, uh, blood from an AIDS patient gets on um, anything, we've got to make sure that that's sterile as well. AIDS doesn't live long outside of the body, and that's why as a dentist we don't worry about AIDS as much because it usually dies pretty quickly outside of the body. It really has to have a host-to-host type of um, transmission. Hepatitis B is up there, but because of the vaccines, a lot of people have the HB vaccine. 
Um, so we don't we don't worry about it as much, but we still treat for it. Um, all of our hospital grade sanitizers include that. Um, herpes. Now a lot of people don't think about that, but cold sores are herpes simplex. So we have to worry about that spreading. About ninety nine percent of the population has herpes. So um, uh, that that is a form that lives in your nerves and pops out, you know, and when it comes in and pops out, that's when it can spread from host to host. Um, the flu, of course, um, you can be uh, symptomatic or asymptomatic with the flu and still pass it from host to host. And that's why during flu season, we take extra precautions. In our office, we use something called HEPA filters, and I'd encourage, uh, you know, people at home to use them, especially during the, the the winter months because HEPA filters are uh, surgical grade type filters and it'll filter out when it regenerates the air any droplets that may have the virus in it and we use that in all of our offices um, to help decrease the amount of particles during the air. Um, the other one that we have to worry about of course is norovirus. We've seen them close down sh- cruise ships before you know that's highly contagious and I would remind people that a lot of the hand sanitizers don't work for norovirus. So you have to be really care- careful because it can, it's highly contagious and can spread. So all of our hospital grade um, antimicrobials that we use kill the norovirus so that we're not spreading it if a patient comes in and they still have any symptoms or pre symptoms of it. Um, but uh, that is a few of the many that we have to, to worry about. But I can assure our patients and our listeners that. You know, we our, our number one goal is to protect our patients. And then our second goal is to protect ourselves. You know, most people think it's the opposite. But uh, those masks and things like that that you see us wear is really protecting the patient from us more so than protecting us from the patient. Yeah, that's that's yeah. good to know, because I, I think most people would, uh, as you said, think it's the other way around. Yeah, most people think it's the other way around. Um, and uh, but it is really to protect um, in the dental office the patient from anything that we, you know, may have that we don't know whether we're sick or whatever it may be. Now, of course, we do have to wear eye wear to keep blood from splattering in our eyes and in our mouth. But, but um, it's a double. I think it's a double way there where we're protecting each other by wearing, uh, you know, masks and goggles and things like that. Absolutely. Any closing thoughts and or advice that you may have for our listeners when it comes to the coronavirus? Yeah, I would just be, you know, very vigilant, like I said, you know, about cleaning your hands. That is the main thing. Um, if you want to go out and, and do extra things like we do in our offices, get some HEPA filters. Um, we also have in our office a um, we use an air purifying system with ionization and the ions, they float out in the air and they knock anything down to the ground. Um, particles, air particles. Um, you could, uh, you know, if you're really worried about it, p- add those to your home. But I don't really think you're going to contract, uh, you know, the coronavirus in your house unless you're inviting a bunch of people over that have been overseas or have been um, subjected to it. I think we have about seven cases in Wake County that we know of now. So it's not a, an extreme um, uh, problem. Uh, I know North Carolina did, um, I think, uh, declare a state of emergency. And a lot of states have, but I will remind you that most states do that so that they can get federal aid in case there is a big outbreak and they go ahead and do do that for that reason. So I would just tell people to keep calm, but keep your senses about you. Um, don't put your hands in your mouth. Don't eat without washing your hands. 
Um, and if you are in public places, spray your hands with some of the hand sanitizers. Take it with you. Um, but uh, I, I wouldn't be so um, uh, hy- hysterical about it that it would interrupt my life significantly. Um, if we let it do that, then I think we're going to be in for a big disappointment because there's a possibility that this is going to be with us just like the flu is every year, and we're just going to have to slowly deal with it. You know, we even have a vaccine for flu, all right? And my, uh, I get it. You know, we there's a lot of people that get it uh, because we're in the health industry. Well, my um, sister-in-law, she's a nurse. Well, she's at home with the flu right now, and she had the flu vaccine. So we just have to keep that uh, in perspective. Uh, I think John Hawkins just came out with a study today that said that uh, flu impacts the society about 100 times more than coronavirus has now um, per year. So we have to keep that in perspective as well. Um, the flu really is the one thing that's, that that if you keep yourself healthy from the flu, you're probably going to be uh, safe from getting the coronavirus. Yeah, those are uh, some great tips, Dr. Man. And thank you so much for spending some time today and breaking this down for us. Uh, it's very informative, and uh, it's nice to hear uh, from a, a knowledgeable perspective of, you know, just some little uh, changes and things to think about as, as we deal with the coronavirus. Yeah, as, and, you know, some, do you know the best way uh, to cure yourself from the coronavirus? What's that? Adalam. <laughs> that was just a joke, but uh, I had, had to lighten it up a little bit. Yeah, but, but, I like uh, it. I don't think that's probably wise, but uh, um, <laughs> I don't think a line will do it. But uh, uh, yeah, it, it really needs to be taken seriously, but uh, it, it should not, um, you know, make people panic. Yeah, a little bit of vigilance, but uh, yeah. avoid the hysteria if you can. Well, Dr. Mann, uh, I want to remind everyone that if they're interested in scheduling an appointment to see you, you have three wonderful facilities, one in Cary at 315 East Chatham Street, the other in Garner at Highway 70, and also in Fuquay off of Judd Parkway. You can find more information at smileman.com, smileman.com, or call 919 462 9338. We are out of time for today. Dr. Mann, we still set to talk about Healthy Start next we week. We're going to talk about Healthy Start Excellent. and uh, how young young kids can avoid braces if they start early enough. Perfect. Uh, this is always a popular topic with our WPTF audience, so we look forward to having that show next week, and we hope you'll join us. This is Teeth Talk with Dr. Charles Ashley Mann on News Radio 680 WPTF. Have a great day.